You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Winners also check out this week's Couch Potato podcast, which features the 1996 classic, The Rock, coming up next. Hey, how's it going, everybody? My name's Russ, and this is the Couch Potato podcast. Uh, with me, as always, is Lucas. Lucas, how's it going, man? It's going well. How are you doing, Russ? Good, man. Uh, I guess uh, I'm ready for our inaugural episode. Absolutely. Um, when I was thinking about like what to do for our first movie, I was thinking like we should do something definitely action oriented. And um, this movie I think we're doing today is kind of like one of the um, when you talk about like the best action movies of the '90s. I mean, you think about Terminator Two, The Matrix, Speed is probably one of them. But uh, The Rock is actually one of my favorite movies from this era. That's oh, such a good movie. Yeah, and like I thought this would be a cool one to kick our. Uh, show off with so what do you think absolutely uh you got nicholas cage losing his mind uh you got sean connery in it which instantly makes it cool well actually i think nicholas cage is kind of toned down a little bit compared to what we get later on like now well i mean he's obviously gotten more crazy as time is going on right but that's part of his charm <laughs> um the rock uh it was released on june the 7th 1996 um pretty successful for uh, everybody involved uh Made $134 million in the United States, uh, over 200 worldwide. $335 million in 96 is a nice chunk of change. Yeah, that's quite the haul. That's probably, I mean, I, I don't know the exchange rate. That's probably close to a billion. It has to be at least. Yeah, I'd say maybe 500. I mean, we're not financial whizzes. We wouldn't be doing a podcast if we were. But That's true. Or we would do a financial one. Yeah, yeah we, would, we would be talking to all the rich folks like, hey, this is how you make more money. Yeah, but obviously we're not. <laughs> uh, yeah, they loaded up the cast. Besides, uh, you said uh, Cage and Connery. Uh, Ed Harris oh, plays yeah. the heavy in this, and uh, you get '90s uh, bad guy William Forsythe in mm. a good guy role for a change. Uh, Michael Biehn is in this. Uh, the fucking Candyman, Tony yeah. Todd is in this too, <laughs> and we'll get into him a little bit later. Um, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this, man. You want to go ahead and uh, get ready to start this bad boy? Absolutely. For um, everybody listening along, we encourage you to also play the movie as you're watching and listening to this so that uh, you, you get an idea of what we're talking about. Right. It's kind of like a running commentary as you're watching the movie. I mean, if chances are if you're listening to this episode, you've seen this movie before at least once. So, And if you haven't, shame on you. Shame, shame, as my wife's grandma would always say. Um, all right, well, I'm going to count it down. In when I hit one, go ahead and start the movie. Okay. Um, I don't think anybody's streaming this for free right now. Uh, so, I mean, if you have a Blu-ray, DVD, uh, you can always rent them on iTunes or Vudu. So, all right, uh, I'm going to count it down in three, two, one, play. We're having some technical difficulties here. It wouldn't be a first podcast if we didn't have a little bit of problems. Yeah, the uh, producers uh, are Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer. These guys were like the fucking badasses of action movies in the late 80s. Um, wild partiers, too. Uh, really? Yeah, Don Simpson died like five months after this. Uh, fucking cocaine overdose. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that uh, that man knew how to party. It's a Michael Bay film. 
Yeah, this is uh, Michael Bay uh, coming off of uh, the original Bad Boys. This was his second uh, feature-length film. You know, reading about this, he got his start. Uh, he was uh, an intern for Spielberg on Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, wow. Yeah, he did the storyboards. Oh, well, he's a good. He's quite the storyteller, although, you know, some things didn't work, Transformers. No, <laughs> uh, like, to me, like, The Rock is his best movie. Like, Michael Bay, if you've watched some of his stuff, he has a, a particular style. Always, like, blowing shit up, quick cuts. Uh, story a little on the ludicrous side, tons of plot holes, but like his formula when it works, like I think this is like the one that like it all comes together for him. Yeah. Well, I did read that uh, this movie was originally supposed to be serious, but um, oh fuck, I no like yeah, I'm glad this movie it turned out the work. way. It, <laughs> I'm glad it turned out the way it did. And then a lot, I guess a lot of the lines were ad libbed on here, so that it became less serious. I'm sure that's uh, crazy ass Nicolas Cage having an influence on that. Oh, I'm sure. Actually, I read. Uh, we'll get into some of that a little bit. Yeah, but uh, there's a couple scenes in particular when I was, uh, I hopped on the, in the old Google machine and half-assed uh, looked stuff up for this movie. Man, Ed Harris is such a good actor. Like, this is like the perfect foil for these guys. Makes the movie seem a little bit more like, all right, this is fucking legit. We got Ed Harris to play the villain. Ooh, he and he looks up from uh, the brim of his hat like, "Yep, shit's getting real now. We're about to we're about to go fuck up Alcatraz." Well, San Francisco, but all I mean, those medals. I would have picked a better day to visit the cemetery, though. Well, the uh, the burial, you know, the rain waits for nobody when you're getting buried. I mean, he has to have access to a television. Like, maybe I'll wait till like three o'clock when the <laughs> rain clears up. Oh, this is that's his wife's grave. Yeah, it's been a little while since I've seen this movie. I just remember that I love this movie. I I had to watch it last night, like, cause it's been a while. Like, I tried watching it uh, a couple weeks ago, but my kids were running around, so it's like I caught bits and pieces. But I really uh. I hunkered down and like sat, like fucking studied it. Oh, okay. I've got like a notepad and I've got like shit on my my iPad like with notes that I probably won't even use. Yeah, see, people listening, you uh, you should know how serious this is. We got our own studio. Yeah, Lucas did the place up a little bit. We've got a uh, sound dampening. Uh, there's uh, a drum set in here <laughs> for you know comedic relief. Still fucking raining there. I mean, this is a shit weather day. I feel bad for anybody that vacationed here. I tell you what, like, so I I don't know if this part takes place in San Francisco, but I didn't think it rained in California ever. Yeah, it's like this is almost like Florida or Seattle. Like they're in the midst of a fucking tropical storm right now. Oh man, they're they're gonna repel in. I guess that's one way to defeat the barbed wire. John C. McGinley. Were you? Uh, did you ever watch Scrubs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. Cox. Oh, okay. Man. Like, that guy's generally money in anything he's into. Seriously, this is a fucking monsoon. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that had to have been the weakest kick I've ever seen in my life. Oh, oh, God. Well, see, these guys are trained uh, trained soldiers, so they know, like, pressure points on glass to break through. Mm. That poor guy, he got hit with uh, non-lethal bullets, but it still fell, like, 20 feet, so that probably didn't feel too good. Well, I think Ed Harris' character is, like, I don't think they're, like, I think they're shooting with uh, trank darts. Oh, okay. That's got to be well, some powerful shit that knocks him out, like, immediately. Oh, yeah. Give him a little elephant tranquilizer. Look like Kurt Angle. <laughs> Pre-Olympic Kurt Angle? Yeah. So is this, uh, I think this is just how every soldier, like, every, every, uh, leader, um, Every sergeant or whatever in these movies, you just have to look real serious and pissed off all the well, time. Well, actually, he's a brigadier general. Oh, this. okay. Yeah, he's fucking, he's hot shit. Well, now he's a traitor. Well, you'll find out his motives here is uh, a little bit of the movie, too. Oh, he pulled out those guns like surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, he was dual wielding like uh, Tomb Raider. Uh oh, VX2 gas. Is that real? You know, like I don't know, but I will hop on the old Google and look it up. I'm sure it's probably like some variation of a. A chemical weapon, but they probably changed the name so nobody tries to get cute. You know, it seems like uh, seems it like is, it is legit. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a extremely toxic synthetic chemical compound in uh, organophosphorus class, specifically a thiophosphorate. I think I pronounced that right. Eh, close enough, if not. Oh, shit. They dropped one. Sorry, soldier. We got to leave you behind. Well, there's always that one, like, when there's, like, a plan where there's weapons being stolen. Like, there's always that one guy that has to be, like, the fucking guinea pig to show you, like, all right, this is serious shit here. Yeah. And fortunately for that guy, it is. But as his skin's bubbling up, though, he looks like he's getting ready to morph into the thing. Hmm. See, look at that. He looks like the fucking thing right there. Like, this could be a Fantastic Four crossover. <laughs> they may have just inadvertently created a new film franchise with this. Yep. We got to get a hold of Michael Bay. Uh, no, let's not do that. Let's not have him ruin yeah, another we don't need beloved a, franchise. Well, the Fantastic Four is actually... I don't think they've produced a single good movie. And they've had four attempts at it. Well, now Disney's got a hold of it, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Now we're introduced to Nicolas Cage's character. Who apparently is uh, unfortunately burning that poor hula girl statue. Uh, question, why is he the only one wearing a suit? Oh, okay, he's not the only one wearing a suit. But he's got a full suit on. Everyone else is just back there all uh, leisure and hanging out. Well, you find out that the uh, his partner is in training, so he doesn't have quite that salary yet. You know, the fun fact, he pulls out that Beatles record, 
his partner was actually in high fidelity with John Cusack, and he worked in the record store they owned. I wonder if that's like when they were casting that movie, like, get me the guy from The Rock that's in his, uh, his partner in this. I need the record store guy. Do you guys want to suit up? Of course they want to suit up. Well, I guess if uh, I guess the the moral of bringing the cockroaches in is if the cockroaches die, then this is some serious shit in there. Marvin Isherwood. Oh, is that the guy that? That's his uh, new training partner. It looks like. Oh, they got some dirty magazines in there. Looks like some late 80s stroke mags. <laughs> what are you calling that now? Trim? <laughs> <laughs> that um, fucking baby is scary as shit to begin with, let alone now it's like fucking pouring gas out of its mouth. Dude, my girlfriend's daughter has two of those. And she's like, oh, they're so cute. They're so sweet. Those things are fucking demon possessed. She put them in my bed one night just to scare the shit out of me. And trust me, it worked. Oh, that's a fucking cool trick. Like, when Evie gets to be that age where she wants those, I might do that for uh, for Jack. <laughs> There's enough C4 to take out the whole building, huh? Well, it's a good thing they got a steel door to, you know, prevent that whole building from blowing up. Yep, but now you know that uh, the cockroaches are dead, so this is pretty bad. And it's eating his suit. Where are my sprinklers? Oh, typical FBI. I can't even get sprinklers to work. Please don't kill me, FBI. I was kidding. Be a knock at the door here before this is over. <laughs> How'd you guys know we were even back here? It's the FBI. We know everything. I like how the solution to everything in this movie is to stab yourself in the heart with a syringe. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like Michael Bay or whoever wrote this, which a fun fact about who wrote this here in a second. It's like they've seen Pulp Fiction. Like, you know what we need is gigantic fucking needles. <laughs> which um, Quentin Tarantino has an uncredited uh, screenwriting uh, credit for this. Like, he, I guess, came in and touched up some of the script for this. You know, I... It's much different than a normal Tarantino thing, so I don't. I'm not sure where his influence is, but I'm glad he did. Oh, we just had the nozzle turned down. Sorry, guys. Here's your sprinklers. You know, his partner instead of continually bitching about sticking his uh, that needle into his chest, I I try to help him at least you would think that would, that would be something that somebody who's training would want to do you know yeah instead this guy is just uh fucking crying and complaining nicholas cage probably thinking about crazy nicholas cage shit hmm. girlfriend smoke show yeah should have joined the fbi I think it comes with the territory, unless you're that fucking guy that was bitching about stabbing himself in the heart five minutes ago. He's probably single. <laughs> That's why he's so angry. 
I wonder if he knows a single note on that guitar. I think if you have a guitar, it's either you know how to play it or you don't. You just have it. Like, the way he's strumming it, I guarantee he has no fucking clue how to play that. But it's probably him like, I got a good idea. Let's have me sit in a chair. That Nicolas Cage is awful. No, that was great. Keep going. I'm going to sit in a chair with a glass of wine, and she's going to come in. I'm not going to have any fucking clothes on. The guitar is going to cover my junk. And and hold on, we got we got to turn down the temperature so her nipples are hanging out the whole time. Now I know this is 1996, and I've got two kids. I've never seen a fucking pregnancy test look like that. It looks like those little things you put like when you're trying to level out, like if you're doing like construction work, a leveler, like those little oh yeah yeah the liquid things make sure stuff's level. That's what that looked like. Well, you could get married. You better fucking love her. You just knocked her up. Did you know that this is uh, Nicolas Cage's first... Like, he won an Oscar for his previous role in this? Like, he uh, did Leaving Las Vegas. Okay. Won an Oscar for it, then he... Came and did this? Got cast in this. But another fun fact, uh, going over my, my diligent notes, that Arnold Schwarzenegger was originally offered the role of Stanley Goodspeed. Yeah, you know, I I honestly just couldn't see that. No, it doesn't fucking work with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's not crazy enough. Well, that, and like, you know, you got Sean Connery in this, and then like, I just feel that, like, Sean Connery is probably one of the most iconic actors in the history of Hollywood, and you've, like, I just don't see that. I think he gets overshadowed by Arnold in this. Yeah. So I was reading uh, for the facts of this movie. They really wanted to, like the producers and the the studio execs, really wanted to shoot this in L.A. to simulate San Francisco and a lot of Alcatraz. And uh, Michael Bay said no. Um, let me, let me get Ranger the... Bob, fucking dork of the 1996 uh, Alcatraz prison tour scene. <laughs> Trying to see if I can find his exact quote. I think he said, This island is too bitchin'. <laughs> which is the most, what is this, 94, 95 when they were filming Probably this? Probably 95, yeah. It's the most 95 shit I've ever heard in my life. Dude, that's bitchin'. Like, I don't know, like, do they go into detail in this? Like, is. Ed Harris's character still in the military? No, at this point, I think they're out. I think they're retired, but they were like uh, they were all doing um, undercover ops, right? Yeah, black ops. Oh shit! There's the candy man. Yeah, Ed Harris has brought the ringers. He's got the douchebag soldier who I've never seen in anything, and the candy man. (laughs) Really though, you don't even need the VX gas for this. That's true. I would just threaten to summon the candy man like just say his name twice when you're making like the, the threats and then like i'll say it again and then i'm gonna summon him here's my question how did nobody notice that two helicopters just landed in alcatraz two fucking military helicopters well uh, yeah that's what i mean like are they retired because like what do you just like hey like i got a call on a favor can i borrow a couple of can I borrow a couple of choppers i need to get to alcatraz 
And if that's the case, can I also borrow a helicopter? I think it's who you know, though. Well, we know a couple people that are in the military. Think I can call in a favor? Oh, we know a guy. <laughs> we know a guy. <laughs> buddy. Sure, buddy. We head fake him with a laser beam? Is that what that just said? Yeah. So, why are they in the, uh, I, th- I think that's called, what, urban camo? Yeah. And by the way, that, just just my own personal opinion, that gunshot was a little unnecessary, because I'm pretty sure you locked people in cells. You already have their attention. You don't have to shoot. Right. Just looking over the cast, like, Ed Harris brought some fucking ringers in there. He's got David Morse, who's an accomplished uh, Broadway and film actor. He's got fucking Tuco from uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Tuco's yeah. the man bun, like, yeah, yeah, before yeah. it was a, a popular thing. John C. McGinley, the, the candy man. He's got that douchebag soldier that is part of this. Damn, Bokeem Woodbine. I'm really glad that you're a human IMDB because I don't. Some of these names don't ring for me. So, well, David Morse was uh, in the the Green Mile. He was uh, Tom Hanks's guard buddy. Mm-hmm. I remember him. Like I, I recognize these guys' faces, but I couldn't put them to any other films necessarily. Yeah, just like oh yeah, that that dude. I've yeah. seen him in something before, except for the one guy that's only in this movie. Maybe we'll make that a category going forward. Like, I've seen him in something. Or the, hey, I know who that is. <laughs> or what's that guy? We'll, we'll figure it out. Name that guy. These were, that, was, uh, that was, like, really popular with, uh, you know, people trying to get away from the U.S. military or the government. Ah, uh, let's go to somewhere where they don't have an extradition treaty. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if somebody threatens the U.S. with some VX gas, don't you think if they took off in, you know, like, a helicopter or an airplane, they'd get fucking blown up before they got there? Oh, yeah. This plan wasn't thought through very well. Well, that's the thing you have to, with any Michael Bay movie, there's plot holes galore, but you just, you kind of, it's like a roller coaster. It's just like, you know, you have the the dip, it's like, okay, this is kind of cool. Then, like, it takes you up, and, like, oh, fuck, it's getting real. And then, like, you take that big steep, you know, decline. And It's a good thing information didn't move very quickly in 1995 because, uh, you know, they're just now find Like, they didn't even find out. He had to fucking call them. Hey, guys, we took over uh, Alcatraz. We're about to fuck some shit up. Oh, really? We didn't know that you did that. Did he have his phone number, like, readily available, or did he have to call a bunch of back channels to get a hold of him? I just imagine, like, one of those early 1900 switchboards. Hi, how can I help you? Yeah, uh, we're about to fuck some shit up. I need to talk to the All FBI director. You, they pull the fucking cord out, and they stick it into another cord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the... Uh, that's that's a Michael Bay staple right there, the big sweeping fucking camera, because that's all it does this whole movie. Look, let's just put this camera on a rail and just have it swing by and just... It's almost like those 3D photos on Facebook yeah. now. 
Damn, he did. He did uh, Vietnam and Desert Storm. That's a uh, that's a great American there. Yeah, it's like they're looking at uh, General Francis Hummel's like fucking stats on the back of his uh, general baseball card set. You know, like he just pulls out like, oh, Francis Hummel, and it's this fucking laundry list of accolade accolades accolades. Yeah, accolades. Yeah, accolades was wrestling. Okay. There's another. Hey, I've seen that guy in something before. Stuart Wilson. The general talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was the bad guy in Lethal Weapon. He had that fucking awesome dick duster. He's the guy who walked into like that interrogation room in Lethal Weapon and just fucking shoots that guy and walks out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Holy shit. They had video conferencing back then? Oh, of course. Ooh. Two hundred enemy kills. So basically, in like three minutes, you realize that Francis Hummel is a legit fucking badass, and don't fuck with him. Where's the camera that's recording him? I think it's on a, like they have that satellite phone. There's a little camera attached to that. At least I think, or they've got Skype. One of the two. <laughs> we had Skype before Skype was cool. I recognize that guy, Philip Baker Hall. He's been in a bunch of shit too. Listen, I know that the guys didn't get their military burial. They knew what they signed up for. Well, you know, it doesn't really make him a bad guy that he's doing this now, though. Like, he's, like, you kind of, if he wasn't going up against Connery and Cage, I'd almost kind of root for him. Well, and that, and if he's not going to, you know, murder a bunch of innocent people in San Francisco, too. Well, we don't know that yet. Well, no, because he's got the VX gas pointed the well, okay, so murder a bunch of innocents somewhere, then. Yeah. Yeah, see, there's the camera right oh, okay. there. There's that sweeping camera shot. Zooming in on the uh, the camera of the camera. All right, so they got 40 hours between that phone call. I wonder what they do for food. That's a good question. They must have brought it in on those yeah. uh, helicopters that nobody noticed flew under the fucking Golden they Gate got Bridge. A, they ordered some pizzas, and like a guy's come across a ferry, <laughs> and like they just drop them off on like. Uh, got a pizza delivery for American terrorists. Hummel, I've got your sixty-two cheese pizzas. <laughs> they get uh an idea how lethal this VX gas is. So a tablespoon can in the air can kill people in an eight-block radius. That chief of staff is fucking stupid in this movie. Like, they've had to explain to him, like, what VX gas does, who Francis Hummel is. Like, I would think that if you're going to bring him into a war room situation, you'd at least give him somewhat of an idea, like, who they're dealing with. Yeah. I think... Have I seen this guy in something else, too? I don't recognize him. I'm sure he's been in something. He's got a pretty uh, prominent speaking role at the moment. Does that say thermite plasma? Thermite plasma. 
All I know is they're going to blow shit up really hot. I like how they're just outside fucking nobody caring. Hey, let's celebrate this baby by fucking in front of everybody. Now, she looks like she's having a good time, but Nicolas Cage looks extremely uncomfortable right here, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. It's like, can you move? Like, I think I'm sitting on a, like, a pinch of the nerve. <laughs> he gets angry and fucks harder. This isn't happening! You know, like I've I've been around the time or two, and I've got two kids to prove it. I don't think that's ever I've ever done that. Look at her; she's still going at it while he's on the phone. When when you were talking about, he looked extremely uncomfortable. I'm pretty sure he was talking about her perfume and how he just didn't like it. Bitch, you stink! Get off me. I I think she like he's like got a pinched nerve in his back, and he's just uncomfortable. Well, look at his legs. The fuck is he doing? Who the hell sits like that? Nicholas Cage does apparently. I do extreme yoga fucking. That's a thing I do. Glass of wine and seventy three candles. Sets an ambiance. <laughs> oh, now see now look he done buttered her up. Yeah, I'm gonna marry you. First, I'm gonna go. uh Stop some deadly shit. You know, I think we're like, what, 30 minutes into this and still no Sean Connery yet? It's a damn shame. Oh, she, she's ready for a quickie. She's like, I wasn't done yet. Now you know the SEAL team mean business. They've got Michael Bean on the on the case. Oh, that slick back hair. Funny story, he played a Navy SEAL like a couple of years prior in Navy SEALs with Charlie Sheen. Oh, really? Yeah. Also, Kyle Reese in the original Terminator. Now that is some, uh, that's some trivia right there. That's John Connor's baby daddy. <laughs> so that's a bad motherfucker is what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Seriously, you're like the human IMDb. You didn't even look at your notes for that one. You just knew. All I can think of when they're talking about he doesn't exist is when uh, Nicolas Cage on Con Air is like, I'm going to show you God does exist. A necessary speaking line, I have to get up three times to take a piss. <laughs> Same. I mention him, so he shall appear. He looks like Jesus. If I wasn't losing some of my hair, I would totally rock that look. When I get to be 60. Think your wife would let you? I'm 60 years old at that point. <laughs> She's going to have to deal with it. Holy shit, it's fucking raining again. 
I think we established this is in Washington at this point. Okay. Really bad stretch of weather. Yeah. So this guy just knows everything about all the chemicals yeah. right off the top of his head. This is where you realize he's a nerd. Now, just imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger delivering that line. It just doesn't come across the same. Yeah. I can't even hear it in my head. I've been a chemistry freak since I was 14 years old. <laughs> I burned the hair off the cat. VX gas is bad. This isn't a training exercise, is it? My I, Arnold's super bad. I really hope he doesn't hear this. I mean, what are the chances? But still, I really hope he doesn't hear this. We're sorry, Arnold. We love you. Yeah, we've definitely got some episodes planned with Arnold at some point. Yeah, so, uh, hey, listeners, guess what? You're getting more bad, Arnold. Deal with it. So, this movie, actually, um, I was reading, actually employs real Navy SEALs. Like, they actually uh, have real Navy SEALs so they can make it look more realistic really? when, they, when they infiltrate the island. Well, Michael Bean has to be a real Navy SEAL. He was in Navy SEALs. <laughs> yeah, I actually see uh, right here he said that uh, he told Bay he was freezing up, pretending to be the leader in front of them. So he was embarrassed because he's in front of real Navy SEALs trying to lead them. That would be, uh, I could see how that could be a little intimidating. Yeah, I could see that. Hey, check this out. I'm going to act the way that you guys actually work. Like, this is the point in the movie where it goes from being like, eh, this movie's okay, to where this movie just becomes fucking awesome. It's all Sean Connery. You know, I think this is like the last really good movie role like that Sean Connery had. He didn't really do much after this. He did, like, what was that movie where uh, it had to show off Catherine Zeta-Jones and, like, like, like oh, yoga uh, pants through those laser beams? Entrapment. Yes, Entrapment. Thank God for that. And then he did. Thank God uh, for yoga pants, actually. And then he did uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which not man, a fan. Like that's that's a fucking shitty like way to end your career. <laughs> like I think if he would have stopped here, like mic drop, I'm done. Like this would have been like the perfect like. All right, I'm, I'm calling it. Yeah, I'd have been all right with that. Well, you know, he was, uh, they wanted him as Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings movies. That's why he did the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, is because he turned down the Lord of the Rings. Well, with him right here, he kind of looks like Gandalf mm-hmm. with his long hair. Ooh, you shouldn't have called him Pops. Look at that look. He's like, yep, I'm going to fuck this guy up. I'm just wondering, is it normal for the U.S. to lock up British SAS agents? Well, of course it is. <laughs> There's probably like fucking half a dozen of them locked up somewhere. Are they all Sean Connerys? Probably not. You know, I read a theory about this when I was uh, doing some research that there's people that think that like James Bond is a code name 
and that Sean Connery's character John Mason is actually James Bond that's been captured by the U.S. government and locked away. How fucking cool would that be if, like, this was, you know, one of those continuances on James Bond, but you'd never know it until, mm-hmm. like, you know, a hundred years later when they come out and it's, like, revealed in somebody's diary. You know, and it makes sense because, like, you know, they've had, like, different actors play him over time. Like, that's actually kind of perfect just like oh well you're james bond now that's your code name could be stretching a bit but uh, i thought it was like kind of a cool theory yeah i like it you know some of those theories are just cool you just wish them to be true you know what else is cool william forsyth true william forsyth's the uh fbi agent with the mustache and the slick back hair Plays a fucking villain in just about everything. Well, look at that look on his face. He just looks angry all the time. You know, at one point, we need to watch uh, Stone Cold with Brian Bosworth and Lance Hendrickson and him. Oh, I'm totally down for that. (laughs) So, um, right here I read when he says, I'm Stanley Goodspeed. He says, but of course you are. I read that that's a line... That's a James Bond line from another movie. Really? What movie is that? Uh, let me look that up for you real quick, because uh, my brain is going completely... Lo- uh, Diamonds are forever. Okay. Stanley Goodspeed. But of course you are. We're full of impressions here today. You've got an Arnold, uh, a Nicolas Cage, and now a Sean Connery. I like how they both look at the look at the fucking one way uh, mirror or two way or whatever it's called. Like you can't fucking see those guys, so why are you looking at them for permission? Well, I think uh, they've seen a movie. Or, well, I don't know about Sean Connery; he's been locked away for thirty years. But I think it's just like you know, like yeah, I know how these two way mirrors work. <laughs> why are you interrogating me with a mirror? Like I don't have to see how good I look or whether I've got like hairs out of place. You know, he's actually, um, he's looking the same way that I would if I were in a room with Sean Connery. I'd be pissing my pants, too. Even if he wasn't some badass special agent. Mm -hmm. Just be in the room with Sean Connery, I'd piss my pants. Oh, yeah. That's Mortal Kombat with a C, not a K, everybody. Damn shame. Thought he was real good on the uh, the arcades. Feature playable character, John Mason in Mortal Kombat. Like what? Were they up to like twelve now? Uh, they uh, they're on eleven, so they will be on twelve. Well, if that doesn't lock this movie in nineteen ninety six, I don't know what would. <laughs> Talking about grunge. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I want, I want to, uh, I want to negotiate a whole hotel floor. Oh, shouldn't have left a quarter in there. A man's can make a deadly weapon out of anything. 
Well, now I know that you can use a quarter for something, which you'll find out here in a second. I really hope that the people that listen to this have seen this movie before, and, like, we're not fucking spoiling a bunch of shit for them. Well, considering this movie is, what is it, 96, about 25 years old? Yeah, we're past the point of, like, spoiler alerts now, so. Also, shame on you for not seeing this movie. Yeah. This movie's fucking great. You know, you know, I understand what the whole idea of the circle was, but he didn't use the circle. He just fucking put his elbow through <laughs> the glass. I don't know why I always get the biggest kick out of it. He goes, Walmack, I should have known, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that cell phone, dude. Where the battery pack is, the, is pretty much the whole fucking phone. Those things are indestructible, too. I bet you can hit that thing with VX gas and it'll be fine. Is this, uh... Saved by the Bell was on during this time, wasn't it? Because remember Zach Morris had that gigantic cell phone? Uh, I will look that up for you. I like how these guys are all laughing, but he could kill them just as easily. Yeah. Saved by the Bell was over by this time. Really? Yeah, it ended in 93. Damn, how long did that show run? It felt like it was on forever. We had four seasons. Really? According to Wikipedia. Four seasons and 86 episodes. It seemed like it ran a lot longer than that. Yeah, I know they had the college years for a bit. Uh, which, that one sucked ass. Yeah. I, You know, I'm I'm slightly younger than you, so when I was growing up, before I went to uh, elementary school, my friend, I would, I would get a ride with her and her mom, and I used to watch that in the morning, that and uh, Fresh Prince. Not a bad combo to start the morning. I don't think so. You know, I had to figure out what this is. What is that? That is a clothesline. If you uh, decide you need to, like, if you're staying in that hotel for more than a couple days and you want to, like, dry your, you like, you know how you can use, like, steam to get wrinkles out of your clothes? Yeah. Like, if you uh, run your shower to get the wrinkles out of your suit, that's what that's supposed to do. Huh. You know what's cool? This is off, this is a little out there, but it kind of reminded me of of the shower thing. In Japan, they actually have shit that you can do that in your shower. Really? Yeah. You guys are learning all kinds of shit today. Say by the bell was only four years. <laughs> what that fucking rope is. Why is this? Oh, man. He, he is not happy about his hair. That hairstylist was on a TV show that... Uh, my mom used to watch all the time. Do you remember Yes, Dear? It had the guy that played, uh, oh, fuck, uh, the Rick. The guy that always wore the hockey jersey and had, like, the starting lineup toys, and he'd always give these weird facts. Now, I do remember that that show name, but I don't remember the show. Yeah, I don't know the guy's name off the top of my head, but that's another, like, hey, I've seen him in something before. Yeah. Look at this. These FBI agents in here are just going to town. Uh, now, that guy right there, 
Hasn't he played an FBI agent in something else, too? I'm sure that all four of those guys in that room right now have played an FBI agent in something. I think that's like there's a FBI Rolodex of actors that like you just film through. Like, that guy's what I'm looking for. There's another guy. Mm. Yep. Just give me those four. It's like FBI agents are us. <laughs> you think that was his real hair that he grew out like that? Oh, Sean Connery? Yeah. No, he's bald way before this. Oh, really? Yeah, he's bald in The Untouchables. That was like 1987. Oh, shit. Now, you'll see a trick in like 90s action movies where they do a horrible job of hiding the stuntman. That guy that's hanging from that right now looks nothing like John Spencer. No, he he looks much younger. I wonder if they meant to have those those pigeons like hit him in the face. Technology's not kind to the uh to, to the stuntmen. You know, the better looking things get. Like you'll see it again and actually in this movie here very soon you'll see another instance where like that's not even like close to what you know the person looks like it's doing the stunt <laughs> Mason's going what do you mean okay oh, okay I was going to say how the hell is the elevator already open but the uh, the barber's in there uh, he's a stylist My he bad. makes that perfectly clear yeah. like don't call him a barber that's true and you can't use scissors. Where Picasso didn't have a brush. That's what he sounded like. This line cracks me up every time. Are you happy with your haircut? That's somebody <laughs> I'd want to do my hair, though, that he takes that much pride in, like, doing a good job. See, right here. That's not even close to being Sean Connery. That guy didn't even have a fucking beard. <laughs> now there he is. <laughs> Now we're getting into Michael Bay's wheelhouse where it's just like a lot of quick cuts. You're about to see some shit blown up. And I dare say near the end of the scene, a possible rock sequel. Just we'll let it play out and I'll tell you exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, We're not too like the scene is coming up right here to where he's uh, he's stealing that Hummer right there. I have yas. Um, I read that for this scene, Michael Bay it was a it was a nightmare for him to film this because mm-hmm. they had to get over a thousand signatures just to shut down two blocks. And I think this is just an excuse for him to, uh, like, let me get some really expensive cars, and I just want to run through the streets of San Francisco. Mm. Is that a Ferrari or a Lambo? Uh, you know, I don't know my cars very well, so I couldn't tell Neither you. Neither my fuck. We've let you guys down. Yeah, now you, now you know our uh, the one thing we're not good at. What? So why did the cop car just straight run into a parked cab there? <laughs> did well, you not I think, see that? I sir? think they know they're filming for a Michael Bay movie. Like, just I want you to just go full speed ahead. I f- I think. 
when you when you talk about anything filmed in San Francisco, that those hills right there mm. are a part of everything right there. Oh yeah, um have you ever seen uh, Bullet with Steve McQueen? I you don't should. think I have. No. There's an infamous car chase scene in that movie and yeah, it's in the streets of San Francisco. That's a fucking good movie. If anything just watch the car chase scene. I was going to say th- that looked like the uh the hill that Mrs. Doubtfire was on too. Oh, dude, how cool would that be if, like, they were having that fucking party at the beginning of Mrs. Doubtfire, and you see, like, that petting <laughs> suit and, like, a fucking Humvee and a Ferrari gum racing by? We have just created, like, a fucking alternate universe just from this sh- this episode right here. It's true. Maybe the trauma from this scene is what, is what finally sent uh, Robin Williams over the edge on that movie to becoming a woman. I think Sally Field was like her ride home was affected by this mm. and that's what causes her to decide to divorce Robin Williams in that movie. It's true. She just couldn't take it anymore. Look at this. Just unnecessary sparks flying. Well that's all that's Michael Bay for you. It's I, like he just loves blowing shit up. I mean I can't blame him. If I was a director I'd want to blow shit up too. I mean I'm not a big fan of loud noises, but uh who wouldn't want to blow shit up with somebody else's money? It looks like that's a Lambo. I've seen in the, the front of the emblem. I will take your word for it. Either way, it's too nice of a car to be beating the shit out of like this. There's not a fucking scratch on it, though. Them cars are built to last. It seems that way, because he just drove out of a window and hit his bumper, and it didn't fall off or anything. I love how Nicolas Cage is talking shit the whole time. You're going down! Yeah, he's such a fucking dork in this movie. Like, that's... Like, that's why like Arnold wouldn't work. It's just like I can believe Nicolas Cage being this nerdy FBI agent. I can't buy Arnold for one second fucking being a nerd for anything. Serious question. Adam, our friend Adam, could you not see him playing this role? Oh yeah, he would totally be Nicolas Cage in this or Nicolas Cage's trainee. One of the two. Well, I don't know if he would be whimpering at the window. You know, to to let him out, <laughs> he's about to stab himself in the heart. But he might be. Oh, thanks, old lady. Now we knock the trolley off the track. Now here's my proposed rock sequel. The trolley. I'm guessing that guy owns that trolley. Mm. And we, we, we know what's going to happen that trolley. It's already spinning out of control. I don't have to spoil anything for you. You know that that trolley is going to fucking get destroyed. That trolley owner goes for revenge on Sean Connery's character. The Rock 2. <laughs> but All, see- The Rock 2 off the rails. Oh, man. Beautiful. What the, what the fuck was the wheelchair guys for? It looked like they were just coming back from a wheelchair basketball game. It's like he's trying to throw anything possible to, like, like there's a chance that these people get hit by this high-speed chase. Like, I'm almost, I'm surprised we haven't seen a baby getting pushed in a stroller crossing the street while they're racing through San Francisco, too. Just out of curiosity, how big of an explosion would it take to fucking lift a trolley 20 feet in the air like that? Apparently a lot. See, look. Another version, like that guy looked nothing like Nicolas Cage. Oh, was that supposed to be Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Holy shit, that wasn't even close. 
Seriously, we, they couldn't trouble Nicolas Cage to run 20 feet? I don't run in my own movies. You fucked up your Ferrari. I love this line right here. That fucking dumbass in that little dirt bike is, you just wrecked that car. And he tells him it's not his. Look, he says he's going to hunt him down. It's fucking like the <laughs> sequel has been set up. I just stole a kid's motorcycle. I stole a kid's motorcycle. Did he just call him Migraine Marsconi? I don't know. What kind of code are they using on this thing? It's from Glasgow. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. There's Mason's inexplicably good-looking daughter. Oh, yeah. I mean, Sean Connery was, like, People Magazine's sexiest man alive. He's not... His kid's going to be pretty good-looking, too. (laughs) Why was she so disgusted with him? No, that's not my name. Imagine, like, that actress that's her friend, like, telling her her pals, like, hey, I'm in a movie. Oh, yeah? Like, I'm, I've got, like, one line I get to tell Sean Connery I'm Stacy, Jade's friend. In a very bitchy way. Yeah, she did look disgusted, like. Yeah, is, he, is he gross or something? I mean, he looks very handsome to me. You know, another uh, alternate universe... Claire Forlani, the actress playing his daughter, is in Ball Rats. She plays uh, the girlfriend, like uh, Jason London's character. They're getting uh, Jason or Jeremy, the the fucking twin brothers that are in everything in the nineties. Ball Rats alternate universe. Man, we're just connecting all the movies. The Rock too. Instead of Nicolas Cage, you've got Jason Lee's Brody character and Sean Connery doing some kind of adventure together. <laughs> Oh, she she asked the question, what did you do? I, I stole some shit. Uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to be your dad, bitch. Shut up. <laughs> I'm running out of time. That was like a crossover between Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. <laughs> that was awful. Has he gotten to the point yet where he tells him basically like, him and his mom, like her mom hooked up at a Led Zeppelin concert? Uh, I don't know. I didn't know that I was... I think we have. It's a start. Yeah, we already got past that. He kind of got, like, he met her mom at a Led Zeppelin concert. So, you know, it's basically just like a, 
a one night stand. Hmm. But he still wants to be uh he still wants to be dad. She should give him a chance. Good for him. I like how she was uh she was not upset when they were pulling in, but as soon as they surrounded him, like, oh you you what'd you do? Yeah, he kinda told her that they were coming for him. Well, gee whiz, John. You know, Nicolas Cage actually made it a point to where he didn't use profanity, except for that, well, later on. But Yeah, he's the ultimate professional. <laughs> and there he comes, cocksucker! He called uh, one of the guys that's pulling him off the roof a fuckhead. Yeah. You're pulling my shoulder out of place, fuckhead. I think that's the only time I've ever heard somebody call somebody a fuckhead in a movie. That's like something your dad would tell you, like, if you did something wrong, like, fuckhead, go to your room, or, like, one of your buddies if he does something bad. Funny enough, when I get mad, I call people fuckheads. I think it's from this movie. It was imprinted as a child. got one hell of a memory. So you think. He looks like that father just trying to put together, like, the fucking family grill. And, like, the page that he needs is right there, but he's fumbling through everything. (laughs) Russ, did you just tell on yourself? Oh, that's easily me. I mean, the shit will get put together, but I'm not following these instructions anymore. (laughs) Sean Connery's just kind of looking like, yeah, I'm going. You're not stopping me. Yeah. I didn't throw you off a building, bitch. I'm going to Alcatraz. Yeah, he looks really worried, doesn't he? Ooh, big bad Navy SEAL. Oh, that's a total motherfucker line right there. <laughs> How's your bowling arm? We had thermal satellites back in. And I'll tell you what, the, uh, the military was really advanced back then. Looks like we really haven't done much in the <laughs> since. Yeah. He's just got to look like, yeah, finish your little speech because your ass is going to. And now they've set it up. Connery and Cage are going to the rock. Dun, dun, dun. You know, the look on his face is actually not anger. He always looks like he smells something that smells really bad. Yeah, or he's just fucking dumbfounded. But I love Nicolas Cage, though. I love Nicolas Cage, too. Not all of his shit. Now, I don't know who this guy is, but I've seen him in something before, too. 
You know, there's plenty of toilets around. You didn't have to puke into the sink. Also, that bathroom is fucking gross. Where are they at? I have no idea. Yeah, like, I would think that being at a naval base that it would be a little bit... Do they hire anybody to clean that place up? I mean, I, I know we work at, they have a cleaning crew. Yeah. Well, I would think that if they got in trouble, they'd have to clean up their own fucking bathrooms. Right. At least that's what the movies tell me. I don't know. We're going to have to uh we're going to have to ref- to refer to Desmond on this one. <laughs> like I would not want to go into the bathroom after William Forsythe got done. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that fucking dick duster, dude. That thing is epic. Makes me want to get a suit and just shave everything but my mustache. Are you going to be an FBI agent? It's the FBI. Yeah. I'm for uh for Halloween. Oh, I thought you were actually going to be one like, well, folks, here's our first and only episode. Lucas is going to the FBI. Russ, I'm 33. I'm uh I'm a little past being FBI agent. I know I've lost 70 pounds and I'm in a little bit of better shape, but I'm not trying to chase anybody through the streets. All these people are bored over here. Like, yeah, we're just stuck in a cell here. Well, I mean, there's only so much to do at The Rock. I mean, it's like you're going to see a prison. Yeah. Like, uh, that'd be a cool way to spend an afternoon, but I think they've been... I think they're uh, maybe the 20-hour period here. You notice we really haven't seen the president in this very much? Nope. I think you only get him to see him one time. I think so. Didn't he tell him he wanted 16? So why is there 15 then? How do they oh, keep they... Yeah, when they broke into the thing, he said he wanted 16. Oh, they dropped the one. That's right. Yeah. Man, that was good. That's good on those writers to catch that. Cause I almost didn't. I wonder if this is the the point in the meeting where uh, Philip Baker Hall's character has to get up and take a piss again. Well, three times a night, so you can only imagine yeah. how many times through the day. I've got a weak bladder and a weak stream. <laughs> I wonder why uh, Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage didn't get their faces painted, too. Everybody's got their faces painted but them too. You know, I would almost feel scared if I'm hyping up real Navy SEALs to go do like a a fake mission. I feel like somebody's getting shot by accident. After you, Ace. After you, Ace. Isn't that the same bridge that him and his girlfriend were fucking under? It could be. 
Well, no, they flew out on a plane, so I don't know if they they even lived in San Francisco. I'm wondering if they're like a DC couple and he flew out to San Francisco. That's me right there. I'd be shitting myself. Well, that wasn't very nice. He hasn't done anything wrong to those guys. Mm-mm. He's there to help them. Why are they being so mean? There's the uh, there's another shove this in your fucking heart thing. I'd be fucking scared to death to do that. Honestly, it scares me thinking about shoving something into my heart. I've had two heart surgeries. I know it sucks. So I can't even imagine like being conscious. Don't worry, gang. Lucas is only thirty-three. He's not sixty-three. <laughs> I've seen some shit. Yeah, I like uh, I like how this movie was kind of you know slow paced at first, but then Sean Connery showed up on on camera, and they're like, "All right, we got to pick it the fuck up now." Yeah, let's amp this up. We got we got to make the most of our time with Sean Connery. Make sure you don't get us all fucking killed. Like, come on, man. He's already scared to death. You're not helping. What's with the blue light? What's with the ultraviolet light? Uh, they went dark there uh, to avoid uh, being detected by radar. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Well, shit. Why don't we just shine lights at everybody? We can get in. <laughs> Those things are pretty sweet. Those little hovercrafts they mm-hmm. get. SDUs. It's seriously like watching an episode of the old G.I. Joe cartoon right now. Like, this would totally be some shit you'd see in that. Yeah. What else has that guy been in, you know? Who, Bokeem Woodbine? Yeah. Well, let's look it up. Because he looks familiar, but I just can't think of it. Dude, he's been in a ton of movies. Uh, Do you remember the... The only one I can remember is the big hit with, I think, had Mark Wahlberg and... I don't know that I've seen that one. Well, let me hop on the... Look old. at this. Look at this fucking Windows 95 video game they got playing on there. Speaking of which, I remember when um, when uh, Independence Day came out, and they had that video game. I thought that was the coolest fucking thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I had a friend whose dad used to play that. 
thought it was the greatest looking game of all time. Obviously, times have changed, but back then it was like, this is amazing. Yeah, see this part? I think these are actual real Navy SEALs that are pulling this off. Oh, it was the uh, the Shocker in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's where I recognize him from. He was also in uh, Juice with Omar Epps and Tupac. That was a good movie. I've never seen that one. Well, maybe we'll have to do a watch along of that sometime. Sounds good. I'm down to watch whatever. Well, at least until you join the FBI. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I better start, you know, exercising right now during this movie because otherwise I'm never going to make it. I, lo I love this, how there's no real reason for there to be fire under there, but there is. He looks fucking frightening with that ski mask on. Well, he's about to roll into a into a fire. So, is everyone else supposed to just remember this timing as he's rolling in there? Oh no, you'll see here in a second. Now we don't know if he's been burned up, whether he just split on him. Looks like he fucked us. <laughs> They're fucking super impatient, like. But there he is. Now you know that they wrote that fucking scene in there just for the trailer. Mm. Like, we need a scene for the trailer. Oh, yeah, he just stares him down. Yeah, I'm a bad motherfucker. What of it? That's what we should name this episode. Welcome to the Rock. Yeah. I thought we were uh, naming it after that infamous line that he's got. We'll figure out something. <laughs> Although, I don't think they'll let us put that that title on there. Well, you can see why this prison was so hard to break out of. It's hard as shit to get into, too. You know Al Capone when he was uh like arrested and got convicted of the tax fraud or evasion that that's where they sent him was Alcatraz. Yeah. Reading philosophy, avoiding gang rape in the showers. I f you know I feel like he would probably not be allowed around other inmates. Tuco's ahead of his time in this movie. He's wearing a man bun before it become fashionable. You think he's a hipster? Probably. Look at that thing. That thing's prominent, too. 
97 pieces. That is very specific. This looks like it would be pretty awful to crawl around in. Probably smells. Now that... I think that's just a stereotypical line from every action movie. I got a bad feeling about this. Or maybe we'll eventually cross uh, the Rock Star Wars universe, too. Hmm. Man, this, this is an intense scene, isn't it? Shit, for a second, I thought we, we I almost forgot we were doing a podcast. Just because this movie's so good, I can just sit and watch it. Oh, they got visitors. <laughs> I love, we have captions on it. It says, indistinct shouting. Thank you for that. Yeah, these are like the action sequences where it's kind of tough to talk about the movie when you're watching because you just kind of get wrapped up in the, the sequence. Yeah. That guy's just hitting buttons. It's not doing anything. No, it's... Look like you know what you're doing. Sean Connery looks like he already knows that shit's going down. Thank you for that. It's a fucking trap. Should have had Admiral Akbar in Star Wars say that. It's a trap. Or no, it's it's a fucking trap. <laughs> That's probably the original line in that movie, and they just let's PG it a bit. Yeah. Oh, he's appealing to his heart now. Man, they are in, they are up Shit's Creek with no paddle right now. They got the low ground, and they the other guy's got the high ground.
They're just sh shouting back and forth at each other. Oh man, somebody knocked over some some bricks. Now it's on. This scene's actually kind of sad. Oh, you done fucked with the candy, man. You're definitely dead. Oh yeah. Should have given them rocket launchers or grenade launchers. Would have taken care of hold of this this whole problem. Sir, you're trying to yell over gunfire. That's not going to work. Do you see that? He had earplugs in. Mm -hmm. Good catch. What the hell did you go up here for, kid? You're going to die, too. Oh, he's just enjoying himself. With the, uh, when it captioned the yelling, I just pictured Brick Tamlin saying, Yelling, loud noises! <laughs> oh, damn, he got shot in the forehead. The point of the movie where Ed Harris realizes, like, oh, we're fucked now. Yep. Yeah, he said fuck, too. Yeah, that would be a pretty big bummer there. Well, I guess... Sean Connery, though, gives no fucks. It's not the first dead body he's seen. That's the first dead body I've seen in 30 years. <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah, um... I mean, I don't know, I don't know what the hell you even say to that, right? When you're in that, when you're in that war room, and you're like, now what the fuck do we do? It's not over for Mason. Man's got a mission; he's that gonna complete it. That dude's handled the steel before. What do you mean, what for? To get the fuck off the island. What else would you get? <laughs> what else would you get the off the island for? Even if he did have a water pistol, I wouldn't shoot it at him. Candyman's all about that money. Yeah, he is. Somebody says his name three times, he's getting money. 
kind of the thing you see in movies a lot, the shutting their eyes. <laughs> you see that guy blink as he did it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch my damn eyeballs. You know, I don't feel like they made the mistake. I feel like you shouldn't have probably shot the soldiers to death. Just my own personal opinion. Just a hunch. Yeah, just just a feeling. And now we know why John Mason was captive, held captive for 30-plus years. Oh, of course he was trying to go to Canada. Who wouldn't want to go there? America's hat. <laughs> it's the Great White North up there, bud, eh? Hey. Hey, uh, yeah, come on over, eh? Let's see what you got in there, that microfilm there, eh? <laughs> Ah, wow, that's uh, crazy there, eh, buddy? Hey there, bud. I could do this all day. Yeah? Canadian accent. Canadians, eh? (laughs) He's angry because you locked him up, you dickweed. That microfilm had just about every secret known to man who killed JFK. The Colonel Sanders original recipe for KFC. <laughs> the Coke recipe. Yeah, the recipe for Coke. I like how he's... <laughs> I like how he's talking shit and he's turning around like, you ain't gonna do a fucking thing. Classic safety's on trick. Womp, womp, womp. Now, one of the things I think is really cool about this movie is, like, it kind of morphs into, like, at this point, it becomes, like, almost like a buddy cop movie. Like, like the lethal weapons and... Yeah. Oh, well, see right here, now he's appealing to the father in him, which, you know... Any any dad is going to change his mind and try to save his kid then. Well, he has no other choice at this point. Right. Well, you are paying me a lot of money to be in this film, so I might as well stick around for a bit. <laughs> Oh, they got a road. Okay, so here's the thing. So he was really upset about killing those guys, right? Now he's sending more people to to kill the other guys that are still down there. Well, I think he's trying to just capture them, but if the Candyman's involved, we've already established that guy gives no shits about human life. He just wants paid. So That's true. He's going to kill them. Is that fucking Randy Couture? 
That might be. Kind of looked like him, didn't it? See right here, they're all they're all torn up because they just killed a bunch of soldiers. Oh hey, let's just throw a fucking bomb down in the fucking tunnels. Tell you what, for an older gentleman, he's got a hell of an eye to see that bomb that's about to go off. Now, see, that's how you do a stunt right there. Like, obviously, Sean Connery's not getting thrown across the the sewer. Couldn't tell if that's the stuntman or not. Yeah, because it was dark. See, look, now he's like, burn him out. Boy, you changed your mind real fucking quick, didn't you? That poor soldier, he's never going to get buried. He's ashes now in the uh, San Francisco Bay. <laughs> they turn around like, fuck, fuck, shit, <laughs> fuck. Run. I feel like I'd almost be worried about blowing myself up right there. Look at that big-ass fireball that came out. Uh, well, chances are, like, they've probably run into a problem if you can't communicate with them. That's why you haven't communicated with them yet. That, Come that on, would, Walmack. That would be my guess. You piece of shit. <laughs> Like how he became the uh he became a tour guide right here. So like, well shit, I mean we're walking around, we might as well discuss what's going on here. And right here is where they used to send the uh the dirty laundry down to get cleaned. You know, honestly if Sean Connery just looked at me like that, I'd believe him he wouldn't have to point the gun. Like I, yeah, sure. I believe you're going to kill me if I keep talking shit. So you mean to tell me there was a secret staircase the whole fucking time and yeah, they no, didn't use it? This is starting to look like Mayan ruins that they're climbing up now. There's like... I mean, I grant I know the prison's oh, old. Oh, oh, oh. It's the line. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. I think that's the name of our pod. This episode right now is "Winners Go Home and Fuck the Prom Queen." Well, guess what? Carla was the prom queen, his fiance. I believe it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I bet you in real life that lady was too. That is a big ass knife. I don't think it's any of Hummel's, like, big guns yet. So, like, just, these are a couple of expendable soldiers. Yeah. Well, he's all, they're also not very smart because they were standing right behind a glass wall getting shot at.
What the fuck do you expect him to do? You guys are getting shot at. He needs to do something. Ooh. Oh. Man, I can't imagine getting shot in the toes. That sounds awful. This part is really cool, though. Mm. Randy Couture's got, like, like, I got a little something for you. He's like, oh, well, I got something for you, too, bitch. How about an old air conditioner falling on your fucking head? Oof. You know, though, in the amount of time it took him to do that, he could have already pulled the pin on that grenade. And thrown it, yeah. But then if he killed him, though, like, the movie would be over. It's true. And then I would need to know, like, did Hummel get his money? Did they have to shoot the rockets? Like, what happens? That's where you get the sequel. Well, we wouldn't have the sequel then because Sean Connery would be dead. And we couldn't have the setup where the fucking trolley owner gets revenge on uh, Sean Connery and... Maybe Goodspeed fell on the grenade for him. Could be. You a little distracted uh, by the foot twitching there, bud? Not a Volvo. He would drive a Volvo. Nicholas like later Cage. on, yeah, like later on, he'll have like an SUV when those become a thing. Yeah. Like, could you imagine Arnold doing this? No. That motherfucker's way too big. He would be clumsy as hell with these little balls of VX gas. Huh. Well, this shit sounds pretty horrible. Yeah, you know not to fuck with it. <laughs> Here, hold this, but don't look at it. Don't even fucking look at it. You said it, Mr. Connery. It sounds fucking horrifying. That's why you guys need to find all the rockets. You know, if... If Sean Connery is worried about it, then I'm worried about it. Because he does not look excited. <laughs> they can't come in, they're dead. Converge! Converge on the morgue! So now they're getting the heavy hitters now, so you know, like, there's about to be an epic battle here in a second. You know, until I watched this last night, I didn't realize, like, most of the rockets are in that fucking morgue. I thought they were dispersed all through the island. Yeah, that's what I thought, too, but I just seen they were, like, right behind him. That's going to be a rough landing. 
So what the fuck is this? Is this like a... they have like a coal mine underneath there? Or is this like a laundry chute or what? <laughs> I think this is where they find like Molaram from Temple of Doom. Uh-huh. You'll see him down there ripping the fucking heart out of somebody's chest. <laughs> Indistinct shouting. Tell you what, it's a good thing another cart popped up for those guys. Otherwise, they're just going to hit those tracks. That'll hurt. What if they'd had that at Kings Island? Like That would be like one of their, their big rides. The Rock, the laundry cart ride. Is it now? Let's see, Disney owned this. So yeah, actually, Hollywood uh, Hollywood Pictures was a uh, subsidiary of Disney for a while. Yeah, it, it seems like unfortunately this wouldn't have been wouldn't have been at Kings Island because that was Paramount, right? Yeah, but that would have been a cool ass ride, though. I wouldn't have rode it because you know those rides scare me to fucking death, but. They're coming. Who? Who the fuck you think? Sorry, Sean, but that one, you, you seemed a little dumb. So these guys slid down head first. No cart got up and walked perfectly fine down the tracks. They are some tough motherfuckers. I wonder if Dr. Cox, John C. McGinley, if like he's a part of this team to pay for his medical schooling. Like he's a, he's there on the GI bill. Could be. You know, usually if I see fire coming up towards me, I don't just stand still. That's just me though. Piss on my leg, put it out. <laughs> did you also see that stuntman looks nothing like John C. McGinley? I did. Uh oh. That man's is gonna drown. Well, obviously, that answers my question. Uh, Dr. Cox isn't on the GI Bill because he's fucking dead. That's true. Guys, clearly those bullets aren't penetrating that steel. You might want to try a different course of action here. It's like he heard you. Hmm. (laughs) I mean, who wouldn't do that? Who wouldn't pick up the grenade and toss it back like, fuck this? Yeah, I know. You don't see that in a lot of movies. Like, I would have just... Granted, like, I'm not a weapons expert, so I don't know how like how much time is involved in that, but... I would imagine that... That would be my first instinct. I would imagine there's not much time on a grenade. I feel you had a better chance of throwing it back than you would to outrun it. That's true. How did they get these things moving all of a sudden? 
Magic. <laughs> Did you see the dummy? Yeah. How it ragdolled and shit? I think that's like shit like that's what makes 90s, 80s and 90s action movies so fun. It's just like catching the mistakes. And yeah. just like, especially now, I feel like movies, action movies especially, like the fun has been taken out of them a little bit because there's so much CGI and stuff now. And yeah. You got to have a little bit of that cheese to it. Because I miss like catching like uh, in here we've caught what at least three times where you can see obviously see the stunt man right you don't see that anymore like if Keanu Reeves is running through or like he gets blown up and like flown across the room and like John Wick you see Keanu Reeves now I don't know if he does his own stunts or not but but either way they uh you know they probably superimpose his face onto it anyway or like Liam Neeson like. You would just see, like, they would just digitalize, like, a stuntman's, like, Liam Neeson's face on a stuntman and Taken. Ooh, that's another one we should do. Taken. Oh, man, what a movie. <laughs> Poor Nicolas Cage is in shock. He just murdered a man. You know, Nicolas Cage had a pretty, uh, like, this was the start of, like, a fucking action movie run for him. Like, he was in, like, all the big movies for a while. Like, he was in, uh, I think he did Con Air next. Uh, I thought Con Air was before this. No, Con Air is after this. Really? Yeah, because, like, um, I know he was just doing, like, mostly dramas and, like, offbeat type stuff. And then, like, after he won his Oscar, he got cast in this. And I think, I think Con Air's, like, 98. But you know what? I'm just going to hop in the old Google machine and look it up. Okay. This poor hostage guy, he's just trying to explore the DM prison. Instead, he's about to get shot in the dome. That lighting, though, is not flattering on this guy. This guy looks like he's fucking on his deathbed already. So they're almost doing him a favor. It's true. What if they're, like, really far away? Three minutes is kind of a hard thing to do. Oh, well, actually, in a year's time, Nicolas Cage had The Rock in 96, and in 97, he had Con Air and Face Off. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, he was just, he was on a roll, huh? <laughs> I like how he turned around and just gave him a thumbs up. Dude, you know whenever I do that, someone tells me something, I just give them that fucking... Is that where that came yeah, from? Yeah, I got it this. <laughs> so it's like the people under the stairs. Hey! Hey! You know, I really do miss Sean Connery being in movies, though. He is a really phenomenal actor. Even though he's never hid his accent. Like, he is fucking Scottish in everything. See, that's kind of what I appreciate about him, though, too. Is that he doesn't hide his accent. Well, have you ever seen Highlander? Gosh, that's... that's yeah, I think I've seen it, you know... He's supposed to be Spanish in that. Still talks with that same Scottish accent. Oh, really? Yeah.
Well, I would imagine you'd be retired. If you're still active, then uh, they really need to figure out something else. When these soldiers describe themselves, it's really like rattling off the fucking back of a baseball card. That's true. These are my stats. Where the fuck did that guy come from? He just spider man down on him. Now, this will probably be a recurring question throughout our our run, but uh, Nicolas Cage, top ten action star of all time? I think so. And it, I think honestly, his craziness and his cheesiness makes it even all the you know all the better. I mean, he had a pretty decent run. He had uh, obviously this, the Con Air. He had uh, Face Off. Which, that's the one we need to do at some point, too. That movie's fucking batshit crazy awesome. Yeah. Um, he had the National Treasure movies. Yep. Surprisingly good. I, I, mean, I really enjoy those movies. I thought I read somewhere where they're like, are they coming out with a third one? I'm sure they probably will at some point. Hmm. I like how they're uh, just reciting you know, poetry to each other. That's cute. Well, that's what smart people do. Huh. Which is why we're doing a podcast. That's true. Because we're not I, smart people. I don't we know just any read poetry, poetry for like two hours. <laughs> Recited in Sean Connery's voice: "Red Rover, Red Rover, let art go all over." <laughs> There's your poetry for the day, guys. R- rapid gunfire. Those guidance chips can't be cheap, and they just destroyed a bunch of them. See, look, even more people under the stairs shit. Oh, yeah. It's like he borrows from a little bit of, like, a number of different movies. Because I take pleasure in gutting you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he's just mocking him. Mason's like, I don't have time for this shit. I'm working on getting out of here. Prison's falling apart. I think that's one of the reasons they shut it down is because like it was cost it was gonna cost too much to you know do upkeep on it. Yeah. Still one of the most secure prisons of all time though, I think. You know, I'm actually surprised that like no one has thought about I mean I guess it's because it's a historical landmark, like putting in like a prison on that, that island. Again, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it also probably represents some horrible shit from the past that they don't want to replicate. Yeah. You know? I 
You know, for the studio, you should get a red phone, too, because, you know, in movies, a red phone means, like, it's a fucking important line. That's true. We'll, uh, we'll have to, uh, when, when people call in, we'll use the red phone. Oh, shit, it's getting serious now. The red phone's coming in. I'll just get a red phone case, and I'll put it in my, my bag for the equipment, <laughs> and then, like, when we have, like, a call, like, someone, like, joining us remotely, I'll just put it on, the like, the red phone case. Like, oh, my goodness, we got a red phone call. Now, this is the thing that's always got me. This is supposed to be a maximum security prison, but all you have to do is rip your bed sheets open, and presto, you can fucking unlock your... Well, I, they didn't have Sean Connery there before, so they didn't think about that. How do you know exactly which one to get, too? Zeus's butthole. I read that uh, he improvised that, too. Did he? The Zeus's butthole, yeah. Yeah, like, it's that fucking easy to break out of a uh, a prison cell? Well, I imagine back then they had guards on the on the floor with them, so it wouldn't have been that easy, but, you know, with nobody there watching. I think Tony Todd's asleep right there. <laughs> like, I think he's legitimately asleep. It's been a long day of murdering. Oh, yep, he just woke up. Yeah, I also wonder, like, who the fuck still listens to their superior when you're committing treason like this? Well, I think it's just that uh, that military mindset. They've been in the military for so long that, you know, this person is leading the leading the mission and we fall in under him. Yeah. I mean, they're getting paid either way at this point. That's true. Because, I mean, it's just like when we work, you know, like, I'm pretty sure we know more than... The people we work for, but I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start referring to you as General, sir. General, sure. <laughs> Only if you say it in a Scottish accent like that. I'll try. I mean, I'm. The I'm back not, of my baseball card's not gonna read like General Hummel or uh, Masons. Well, we're gonna need to change that. Uh, you know, firing a rocket up someone's ass, I don't feel like that would be very comfortable. I hope he meant metaphorically speaking, like... Well, we will find out later on in the movie that it's not necessarily metaphorical. Man, these guys just want to murder everybody. I think they just want to get paid. I think they've probably spent the money already, and they need to cover. Like, they don't want to bounce a they check. Gambling debts. I Tony Todd's probably got a pool built at his house. It's like Christmas vacation where he needs a Christmas bonus to cover it. <laughs> He's probably told his wife, like, honey, I'm going to go 
on this mission, we're going to kidnap a bunch of people at Alcatraz, and we're going to get that pool. <laughs> Did somebody live there? It looks like just a fucking picket fence at somebody's house. Like there's steer behind there or goats. Hmm. Maybe that's how they, uh, maybe that's part of like the, uh, the prisoner thing, you know, you, you raise goats or whatever. That's three more weeks than I have. It's true. Look, that's got to be a stunt double right there. That definitely is. <laughs> There's actual Nicolas Cage, though. This guy's just a jack-of-all-trades because that guy wasn't there originally. Who's that? Candyman. Who's this guy? Random expendable soldier mm. on General Hummel's team. Do you have trouble saying plastic bag there? It looked like it hurt a little bit. Even if I was his age, I don't think I could swim that channel. Oh, there's no way. The way he's sitting at that computer screen, it's like he's trying to, like, when you introduce your mom or, like, your dad to, like, technology for the first time, and they're, like, just kind of pecking at the computer, like, okay, did I fuck something up? <laughs> I am uncomfortable right here. Poor San Francisco. Looks like that trolley operator's back in business, though. Well, there's no. There goes my sequel plans. The Rock Two off the rails is. Boy, his insurance agent is a beast. He got that shit rolling quick. Within 24 hours, we got you a whole new uh, trolley car and everything. Well, that would be fucking scary. The football game. So, hold on. I don't know if the Raiders are in Oakland in 96. No, they were in L.A., weren't they? Well. Or was that? To the Google machine. I like how he just keeps fucking with them, though. See how they like this one. I'm going to send this rocket to a school.
No, they were back in Oakland at, at this point. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, right here, where uh, where this this missile ends up crashing into the water, wouldn't that still release a whole bunch of fucking deadly shit into the water and still fuck people up? It detonated underwater. Wouldn't that poison the shit out of the water? You know, I didn't do that much research on VX gas. I didn't think you'd ask that question. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, damn it, I would, Russ. I, I would think. We're supposed to be professionals here. I did some shit that you don't need to know about. Step on out. I would at least, like, stretch that out a little bit. Like, I'll watch this and, like, make the rocket do, like, some fucking loop-de-loop around or, like... (laughs) It's like you just see them in that war room, like, oh, God, it's going for a Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) Frank doesn't want to fucking kill a bunch of people, dude. Well, they were Marines until they committed treason. Sorry, wrong number. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he, he basically ordered, like, his crew killed, like, an entire Navy SEAL team. I don't know how much warming up you need, like, Apparently he wasn't to that point yet. This is the president, right? Yeah, this is the president here. Who's this actor? Uh, I also didn't think you were going to ask me that, so I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't think it's anybody famous, though. Oh, okay. Well, I, I wasn't sure. I am looking up the cast, though, just to see. It is played by Stanley Anderson, who just passed away uh, a couple of years ago. Oh. Well, that's not good. He actually, he's best known as playing Drew Carey's dad on the Drew Carey show. That's a throwback. I love that show, by the way. I do, but I also don't even really remember much of it. I just remember the one guy. I remember the theme song, and I remember it had uh, Dietrich Bader, and it had the guy, uh, Ryan Stiles, was on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Right. And that's, that's pretty much, and Mimi, the, the woman that had like, the obscene the makeup. horrible makeup, yeah. Uh-oh, we got a mutiny coming. I think what we just missed was uh, Frank Hummel stretching to get warmed up to kill some people. He did say he was warming up. I got to loosen up these joints to kill somebody. I'm sure that guy's got a name, but I've just always referred to him as Douchebag Soldier. 
He does look like a douchebag, doesn't he? I don't think his haircut's military regulation either. I don't think I've ever seen a soldier with that Backstreet Boys fuckboy haircut. <laughs> See, Candyman over here spitting truth. Now, this is the point in the movie where Tony Todd, like, it's really given a chance to shine because he has, like, some of the best lines, like, in the movie going forward. Uh-oh. Stand down, Captain Douchebag. Douchebag. <laughs> Stand down, Captain Douchebag. Uh-oh. Man, treason was committed, and now there's mutiny. I think Connery and Cage are really smart here just to kind of let shit play out. Yeah. You know, they're thinking, like, fuck, this this might just solve itself. been the greatest honor but i'm turning on you i pulled a fast one on him uh-oh sergeant chris just got shot right in the chest poor guy he looked fucking shocked like there's been three shots fired already and he looked like he was shot shocked that he got like got clipped that he was part of the mayhem I still think I would have just let this play out for a minute, though, instead of just jumping in there. Yeah. Well, they would all eventually killed each other. Well, I guess it makes sense now. They need to find out where the last rocket's at. Oh, uh, yeah. There goes an American hero. And he's gone. See, you can't be upset at him, you know. He tried his damnness to be a good guy and just Then he failed. tried his then he tried his damnness to be a bad guy. It just wasn't working out for him. Well I know if there is a grenade going off, I'm jumping in a bathtub. Well, I don't think there's a refrigerator handy because, you know, that's how Harrison Ford avoided getting blown up in uh, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That's true. Do you think, looking back now, right before he died, do you think uh, General Hummel wishes he would have just gotten, like, a really smart computer hacker and stole that money out of that slush fund with a hacker instead of 
stealing rockets. Yeah. It seems like a lot of fucking work. To just to just put yourself on an island and die. I like how he looks so disgusted, like, ugh, I've got ceiling on me now. God, drywall. I'm allergic to drywall. <laughs> Do you know how this knife works? I don't listen to soft-ass shit. That's where this line is, isn't it? Yep. You're the rocket man. See, he literally shoved a rocket up his ass. Oh, man, what are the chances? You get shot by a rocket and land on a fucking fence post? You mean getting hit by that fucking rocket didn't kill him? Apparently it takes a minute to get going. Get up to speed. Well, he is the candy man. That's true. And I'm sure Captain Douchebag already summoned him, so. Oh, here comes Captain Douchebag. I think when they cast him, they knew. And I think the actual the character's name's Captain Daro. But it's like they kind of knew, like, this guy looks like a real prick, so we're just going to make you, like, one of the villains. He's probably, like, a super nice guy. Yeah, does charity work. Like, you know, works with kids and animals. He's always going to be known as the douchebag soldier from The Rock. Tell you what, Nicolas Cage is super fast. He caught that thing from falling off the edge. That's how he's able to find maps on the Declaration of Independence. He's Actually, just super fast. Actually, the Candyman was Captain Daro. The, uh... Actor is Gregory Sporletter, plays Captain Fry. Hmm. Is he in anything else? Uh, yeah, it looks like he uh, kind of typecast as a, a military soldier. He was in Renaissance Man, which was takes place at an army school. He was in Black Hawk Down, and he was in this. He was in Black Hawk Down? Yeah. Huh. That's what it says, uh, according to Wikipedia, and we know Wikipedia is like, you know... <laughs> Reliable. Yeah, it's the gospel. Also in the uh, Sheryl Crow music video, All I Want to Do. <laughs> well, alrighty then. Where the fuck has this guy been the whole movie? Oh, damn, gut, gonna gut you, boy? Yeah, he was gone for a while. Like, he just yeah. kind of missed out on the whole, there's the thumbs up again. That's just how I, like, someone tells me, like, okay. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start doing when our boss tells me something to do. I've done it, too. I did a tour on Thursday. Did just you? Thumbs up. Glad you got to experience how rough it is to be me at work. <laughs> Not a fan. I tell you what, he's... He's awfully strong-willed to not be squeezing that thing in his hand. 
while he's running like that. Oh, there's the uh, the other one too. Gets him in the gut, and you boy. Uh, those those two run as like a team. Uh, They're always together. Yeah, and they've just disappeared. Apparently, they're just hanging out, doing nothing. Weren't worried about the. Uh... I don't get that. Like, oh wait a minute, Sean Connery's supposed to be British, so I get the Irish thing now. I was like, I don't understand what that context that has that when he's fighting him. Uh This guy's awfully worried about his hand. Now he's about to get hung. I really <laughs> wish Sean Connery would have said, like, a I'm, one-liner right I'm there. Scottish, bitch. <laughs> Looks like you're hung out to dry. <laughs> <laughs> no, Russ, this is, this is 90s action, not 80s. <laughs> Arnold would have said that, though. <laughs> Hang on. Looks like you're hung out to dry. <laughs> Why does he still have the guidance chip? Didn't he already shoot the rocket? Yeah, the guidance chip really has... I mean, unless, like, the rocket will resurrect itself out of the water. Or did it crash into the water? Is it still yeah, just flying no, around somewhere? They said it crashed into the water. No detonation. Okay. Oh man, he gave him a firm dick kick right there. I don't know how fast that is, but I bet you that's fast as fuck. Where did that just come from? What? Didn't that? he put that in his pocket? How the he fuck did, did he get in his he hand? He reached in there and grabbed it. Oh. Oh, God, that's still, like, it's so fucking gross to see that. (laughs) Why is he getting no effects from it? Oh, God, that would suck. Wouldn't that fuck your heart up, too? Yeah, I think it's basically just a shot of adrenaline. Also, that's not your heart. Nope. (laughs) That's about the bread basket. Looks like it's in the sternum. No, the sternum's all the way up. He's like in the bread basket. Flares have been through quite a bit. Yet they're still working. Well, Max, like, I don't want to hear a bitch. Shut up. I'm glad that he was uh, able to look out the window right into the sun and notice a couple jets coming at him. He was pretty uh, pretty right on point of that deadline. Oh, fuck, I've only got a couple minutes left. It's true. (laughs) 
She looks like she's trying to cry, but she's like, eh, you know, whatever. He stopped fucking me under the bridge. Was that Tony Hawk? <laughs> the guy in that control room really looked like Tony Hawk. Well, that was a hell of an explosion. What's thermite plasma? I don't know what that is, but I imagine it's hot. Imagine being the fucking people in the cells right now and you hear this shit. Kaboom! You're like, fuck, I'm dead. Well, he says it hit on the back of the island, but I swear that looked like that was right on top of the prison. That's what I thought. I'm glad Womack was close enough to see him get blown off the island, but not close enough to get hit by the explosion somehow. Or not Womack, um, Mason. Fuck, what's his name? Who, Sean Connery? Sean Connery, what's his name on here? John Mason, right? John Patrick Mason. Thank you. See that guy right there? Right behind Womack. Looked like Tony Hawk. I have to see him again. Over here? Yeah, he was the one standing up. That does kind of look like Tony Hawk. He's like, I got you. Don't you worry. I Thumbs you. up. <laughs> well, this is taking a surprising turn. Oh, that's a touching moment. He told him, thank you. Man with, with the heart of steel actually has a heart of gold. Hell of a, hell of an all-you-can-eat steak buffet. <laughs> Great barbecue, too. One of these days we'll get that accent right. Probably not. Probably not. Like, I don't know. Like, it's pretty easy, but it's... Why didn't someone just, like, check, like, his personal, like... his? It looks like he's had that written down for a long time. It, where, like, where was he keeping that? Do I want to know? I've kept it in my butthole for 30 <laughs> years. Butthole. <laughs> For 30 years. <laughs> How the fuck did he get over there that fast? My man's is quick. Also, it took them a shit, like, what, three hours to get over there? It's just across the fucking island, guys. Come on. 
We ran into traffic. <laughs> He's like, I don't believe you for a fucking second. <laughs> Here comes Womack. Body can vaporize? <laughs> you can tell he's fucking lying. That he yeah. He's got this real serious look on his face. Look at the irony. The, uh, the straight and narrow FBI agent committing a felony. Like uh, well, this is a felony now. This is treason, but... Vandalism. Where'd the dog come from? Yeah, that's what I like to know. Hey, what honey, you... do you want to know uh, how you make KFC chicken? <laughs> how about we go home and make some Coke? Yeah, see, he died. Like, Don Simpson, the producer, died. Like, I think it was like a couple months before this. Come out, yeah. If you get a chance, read about Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer in the '80s. Those guys are fucking party animals, and they did pretty much every big action movie of the '80s and the '90s. They did uh, Top Gun, Crimson Tide, Enemy of the State. This, uh, I think they did. I think they did Flashdance, which is not an action movie, but. So what you're saying is they ran shit. They ran shit. They were fucking the Mac Daddies of Hollywood. So what do you think, Lucas? Uh, top ten all-time action movie? One of the best of the 90s, at least? Absolutely. That, I mean, hell, we had times in there where we were just silent because we were just watching it because this movie's so great. Yeah, it still holds up pretty good to this day, even though some of the technology and stuff's dated, but it still holds up pretty good. It's still a fun movie at the end of the day. Plus, the, I mean, just the cast in it is phenomenal. Yeah, uh, they went on to do big things. Well, I mean, I guess big things. John C. McGinley had that big run on... Uh, Scrubs, um, the can Tony Todd's obviously the the Candyman. Uh, yeah, Nick, I w really wish so that Connery would have like hung it up after this. After I mean, knowing what we know now, like it's kind of like uh, instead of going out like John Elway, he kind of hung on for too long. Yeah, but you know, I mean, he didn't know that he was going to star in such a shitty movie either. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to let the credits roll, so um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, I know I did. L Lucas oh, is stretching. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sorry, I, we've been sitting here for a little bit in our uh, little uh, studio. I'm, I'm starting to get old. Back's he, hurting a little he bit. He didn't enjoy it that much. <laughs> I was asleep the whole fucking time. Well, who was I talking to? That is a good question. I'm hallucinating this whole thing. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll uh, tune in next time. Uh, we'll uh, get our social media up here soon, and we'll uh, let you guys pick the next thing we watch. Uh, so for Russ and Lucas, this has been the uh, Couch Brotato podcast, and we'll uh, talk to you guys next time. See you guys.